Okay, truth or dare? You chose truth, so here's your question. Okay. Do you ever have interviews with Oprah in your shower? And if you do, what is the thing that you're being recognized for? I don't have interviews with Oprah in my shower. Stop it. Are you serious? No. Okay, well, then so who do you have interviews with in your shower? So, listen. Okay. I am not a thinker in the shower. I am a thinker while I'm driving. Okay, so who do you have interviews with while you're driving? That sounds dangerous, by the way. <laughs> you should really be focusing on the road. I'm worried now. <laughs> I just, I talk out loud and I get like really, you know, people say, oh, I get my really good ideas when I'm in the shower. Like yes. some people do. Yes. I am a, I'm a driver when I'm driving. Okay. I get, I get my ideas when I'm driving, but I'm, I'm not interviewing. So you've never been interviewed by a celebrity personality in your car or in the shower or in a moment of alone time. Let me check. Nope. Okay, so am I the weirdo here? <laughs> no, probably not. No, because I've definitely been interviewed by Oprah multiple times. And hey. there's usually two themes to this. I've either solved some um, huge like issue in the nursing world, uh, okay. which is one of my delusions of grandeur, or secondly, I rose to prominence and fame through this podcast. <laughs> which is like just... Ah, a pet fantasy of mine. Okay. Absolutely. And they're like, oh, God, how did you manage? And I think it should be noted at this point that I'm just now realizing that you are somehow absent from these interviews. Um, and that's on me. Yeah, that's on me. Like, did we have a falling out? Am I, like, sneaking in this interview and then you see it on the TV and you're like, dude, uh, this is hello? a group effort. Yeah, why did you do this interview without me? And then we, like... Oh, I don't know. I don't know where that's coming did, from. Did it get did it get uncomfortable right now that you realize I'm not there? <laughs> I'm having a hot flash about it right now. Absolutely. I from now on I will include you in all shower interviews <laughs> pertaining to this podcast and the fame that will inevitably ensue. Okay. You know? Just yeah. waiting for it. It takes right. time. T totally. We gotta keep doing the good work. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. Keep grinding it out. Totally. Uh, put in the work, and eventually, fame and fortune. Yeah, you know, we'll have huge muscles. Huge, mu huge muscles. Awesome! Right. I didn't know this was a way to get fit. <laughs> I'm so happy about that. Whatever you have, abs. I know. They're manufactured. They're 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 man-made abs. You would not believe how many people I tell. Uh, they're woman-made abs, not made by this woman. See? I tell people that all the time. I'm like I'm so jealous of Jocelyn. She got her doctor gave her abs. What? Why couldn't I get some? Go see this woman. You can get some. You can get some. I can even tell you how much they'll I, cost. I deserve some abs. I work you absolutely really hard. Do. You you work harder than anyone else I know to get abs. And I suspect you have some abs. Somewhere. Yeah, they're in there. Like actual core I, muscles. I need a, I need a surgeon to help me bring those out. Don't we all? Ah, how lucky am I? Um 
Welcome to Breast Cancer is Boring, a podcast about breast cancer with Jocelyn and Lauren. Whether you have breast cancer or any other kind of cancer or you're just a weirdo who's super <laughs> cancer curious, welcome. We hope you enjoy because breast cancer is boring, but we and you mm-hmm. are interesting. I love it. All right. You ready to get this oh, yeah. party started? I'm ready. Are you ready to lose some followers? <laughs> Are you ready to uh, lose friends and alienate people? <laughs> um, sure. Because as let long me tell as you, you're not one of them, then I'm okay. Same. Aww. Friend. Let's hang out soon. Okay. All right. Like casually. Let's do Without that. an outline. Okay. <laughs> I know. Crazy. Um, I went down a freaking rabbit hole of uh-huh. memories okay. for this one. Yeah. I'm digging deep into my childhood. We're okay. going back in time. And I think that this is really, not that it's not applicable to me. But my upbringing was not religious. Mm. Did Mm. not have a religious upbringing. Good for you. Um, There were aspects of religion in my upbringing, but not, um, there there was no, like, major influence or reason why I could or couldn't do things, you know. Okay. I mean, it was more of like a a moral based upbringing. Like you don't do those things because they're bad. Because they're bad. But who's yeah. saying they're bad? Well, I mean, like morally wrong. You know, like oh. you don't hurt other people and you know, you don't um gossip about others and This sounds similar mm-hmm. to my religious upbringing except slightly different. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't do bad things, otherwise you'll burn in hell for eternity. Okay. Uh, so it was more like that than like it's just bad. Um, right. you don't hurt people unless mm-hmm. they're gay. Um, oh, and no. you, uh, yeah, you don't gossip unless it's super juicy and uh, you're real sorry afterwards. So, also, okay. you don't gossip unless it's about someone being gay. Oh no. Or about yeah. someone having premarital sex. Oh, so. Um, like, so my aunts were like the queen of gossip, but they also pre-warned you. Like, listen, don't tell me anything that you don't want the entire universe to know. So they were like, okay, but that is quality right uh, there. See, at least people they, like, being just like are, straight up. If you tell me your secret, I probably will tell someone else. So I mean, that's I very feel like I should be forthcoming too. Lauren, whatever you say in this conversation, I'm going to edit together to my liking and then put out into the world for anyone to listen to. Right. Okay. feel like I should have told you that like 27-ish episodes ago. Dang. Okay. But are we still cool? <laughs> are we still friends? I guess. Um... All right, we're going to get into it. There's a few announcements before we begin. Yes. It's still a pandemic. Uh-huh. Just some messages around pandemic, because I try to keep it fresh every episode. 
you're not responsible for other people. You, you do you. Wear a mask. Be socially distant. Be kind. Most people are doing that. Right. The people who aren't and are acting fools are making the news. And yeah. they can really, like, rile you up. But you know what? You're not responsible for those people. Right. You're just not. And you're not going to sway them. So just let it alone. Let it be. This is a message for myself. Um, <laughs> if you feel kind of blue, kind of sad, like it's difficult to get going in the morning, like sometimes you don't feel like you have a reason to get up, uh, I feel like that's normal right now. Okay. If you I feel like that's normal for, I mean, everyone at different times in their lives. Perfectly normal. Exactly. Independent of a pandemic. Totally. Especially inside of a pandemic. Mm -hmm. So just don't... I mean, there's plenty of stuff to feel bad about, according to society and social mores. But, like, join me in not feeling bad about feeling low energy and not yourself. And also, please don't feel bad about the fact that you're always hungry and nothing satiates you and all you want to eat is trash. Because I want to eat trash. Okay. All the fucking time. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. I want trash. That's so I want trash. I have Eating just... trash makes me feel so good. <laughs> Finishing up the announcements. Don't sleep on the CDC's new guidelines for vaccinated people. You can hang out with your vaccinated friends. You can hang out with some of your unvaccinated friends just in a single household at a single time. Keep it small. Go Google CDC guidelines vaccinated to find out more. Um, just as an aside, I've heard skinny jeans and side parts have been canceled by Gen Z. And I'm just here to say I'm still a fan and I'm still going to do it. As evidenced by my extreme side part right now. And the fact that I wore skinny jeans to work today. So as a protest. As a protest. Thank you. <laughs> and now we're dancing about it because it's that important. These are the things we're going to focus our attention on. <laughs> These are the things going on. Um, Who doesn't love my skinny jeans? Come on now. Come I mean, I lo the higher waisted, the better. I want it like right under my, right under my boobs, man. Like as it's the support that I need. It's my push-up bra. Um, you don't need a push-up bra. Okay. I Go know. Ahead. They're just kind of there. I earned it. Watch me pull my pull this down so that you get the full effect. You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, last announcement: the cancer patient, mm -hmm. hilarious Instagram account. Oh, I know they're so starting good. a podcast. <gasps> so, yeah, they're starting a podcast. Oh, okay. So everyone, it's been really fun. Yeah, uh, we've had a good time. We love here. you guys. We love you guys. I'm sorry, Obviously, we're gonna miss you. Um, yeah, we're going to miss you a lot, and we are obviously going to hand over our crowns as our reign of top, irreverent, and oftentimes wildly inappropriate cancer podcast comes to an end. <laughs> the cancer patient, I do dub thee, king or queen or royal personage of the internet, use your powers for good. And by that, I mean be very bad. Because... I'm here for it, and I cannot wait for this podcast oh, yeah, to get be started. Fun. That'll be fun. So that's where you can find me. All right. Thanks for all the memories. On to the episode today. 
on Breast Cancer is Boring, we mm-hmm. are talking about the Lord. Oh, God. The Lord. <laughs> that cosmic ethereal presence, that umbrella term that captures so much God, Jesus. I probably should just start it with a caveat okay. that when I say the Lord, mm. I am bringing a lot of baggage with me to this conversation. Like, all the baggage. Okay. Like, I am paying almost as much for my baggage as I am for the price of the ticket. Wow. You know? It's all overweight. It's over the 60-pound limit. Uh-oh. All the baggage. We're it's Samsonite. It is, it is full. Okay. Overpacked. Been adding to it since childhood. So. Yikes. Just so we know. Okay. Um, and that plays very much into this conversation about God around breast cancer. But just to kind of set the scene for okay. where I'm coming from, uh, my experience is growing up in the church and very specifically in the evangelical assemblies of God, which is a very Pentecostal, like I said, evangelical, white Midwestern Christian that's what that describes. And if you're wondering, did I grow up Assemblies of God? I mean, you probably didn't because it would have been drilled into that's what it was. But just for reference, here are just some things that if you did grow up Assemblies of God, you may recall. Um, human videos. What? Yeah, what stop that? me anytime any of this resonates. The controversy of DC Talk. Are they secular? Are they Christian? Is rap Christian? The duct tape, bubblegum, sex analogy metaphor? What? No? Okay. I kissed dating goodbye. Did you ever read that Joshua Harris nugget? No. Vacation Bible School. Family Never. Camp. No. The Holy Spirit. WWJD bracelets. Oh, I have heard of that. Okay. Giving 10% of everything you earn to the church, no questions asked. Oh, well, uh, so, you know, no. I mean, no. Uh, Missionettes? What? No. Wednesday night church and Sunday morning church? No. Lukewarm Christians? What? Mm. Missions trips? I have heard of that. Mm -hmm. I've heard of that. It's kind of a creative way of saying colonialism, but you know, I didn't know that at the time. Oh. <laughs> I got a lot of baggage, guys, okay? Okay. And I'm bringing it all with me. So hang on tight cuz we're going on a trip and I overpacked. <laughs> Big time. Um. Yeah, I remember the the what would Jesus do bracelets. You um, remember these? Okay. Well, I mean, only because I saw other I had people several. wearing them. Yeah. Um, I remember when I was a kid in like middle school, and maybe I should like not age myself. I mean, I was in high school. <laughs> when I'm down like, with the, your age, <laughs> with the um. With the cross necklaces were really cool, like in the 90s. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I remember my dad um, 
seeing us wear all the cross necklaces and he's like what are you wearing that for and we're like dad it's totally a fashion statement it's cool dad don't worry about it yeah but um because you know my mom was raised christian uh, okay was she lutheran no she was uh, mm, i don't remember yeah. um and uh, I know it wasn't Baptist. Maybe it was No, the Baptists were going to hell. Okay. So what Yeah, that? we had a short list of all other religions that were automatically going to hell. Okay. So Baptist yeah. was definitely on that list. Catholics yeah. absolutely going to hell. Yeah. Um uh, and then you get into like Buddhists and Muslims and the Jews, obviously, they're all gonna burn for eternity in the lake of fire. So okay. um so my father is um was raised Muslim. Oh so, no! So I know. Sorry, I. So I came from a Christian mother and a Muslim father, which wow. they decided to just raise us like um, with moral values instead of pressing one religion over the other. And we did sometimes celebrate both. You know, like we learned a oh little bit about did both. Did you just but... have like a balanced upbringing? Well, I don't know balance, but I mean, it was definitely not, I mean, it was just focused about being a good person more, you know, than it was. But like, how did you know who to hate? <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's a like good who, question. How would you know? Uh, that's true. That's a very What good... about the list of people going to hell? Did you even have that oh growing gosh, up? Oh my gosh, I guess I didn't. I didn't even know. Wow. I How could have been one of them. Life like that. What if I know. I was one of them. Well, you definitely are, unless you get got um, saved every Sunday. Oh. You had to recommit yourself to the Lord because, as we all know, the once saved, always saved philosophy is deeply flawed and and not real. So, oh, you, you gotta... have to be saved over and over again. Absolutely, every time you sin, girl. If you sin, okay. What's a sin? I mean, are you even a Christian? Do you even love the Lord? What's wrong with you? So, okay. also remember, sinning is not just an action you take. It's thoughts that you have. So, oh, yeah, be real careful about that. And trust me, everything is a sin. Even things you don't think are sins, they like are. My skinny jeans? Absolutely a sin. Putting your ass out there for all to see. Causing men to stumble with your figure, with your wo womanly wiles. How dare you? Wow. Such oh, a man. sin. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so pulling out a little bit from my very specific upbringing, uh, the Lord and breast cancer, I set about doing some light, very light Google research on this, mm -hmm. looking for I don't know, some commentary. I ended up finding a few studies that were surprising to me. Uh -huh. But I'll just say the thing that kind of spurred this on is Instagram. Instagram is this wonderful place that has so much available to you in terms of ways to like enrich your thought life and ways to like open you up to other ideas. There's just great accounts. And we talked about this before mm -hmm. on on this show, 
that there's just ways to connect with people you wouldn't otherwise come across in your daily life, especially right now. Right. And, and to like educate yourself mm -hmm. on basically just how to treat other human people like human people. Totally. Like they would like you to treat them, which is mm -hmm. the platinum rule. Right. Um, but mixed in with that are these excellent people who I really like who talk about God a lot. Oh. And the God I grew up with mm -hmm. is not the God that I would like to associate with any longer. Mm. And I don't want to associate with people who associate with that God. Okay. And I have a, a hard time removing myself from... I guess I have a hard time not projecting onto that person all mm -hmm. my preconceived notions and um, traumas <laughs> that I experienced as a result of my very religious upbringing. Ah, uh, okay. So, ah, ooh. So I see people saying things about, like, God has a plan for me and, oh. you know... <laughs> And things like that. And I just get heated. Okay. I have a hard time not seeing it just, I guess, the way that I see it. Right. And I've been no, challenged I've... on this. That and makes as it should so be. much sense. That makes so much sense, especially if you have a very, like, traumatic upbringing and your idea of... God or your version of God turned out to be a not so fuzzy button version <laughs> where Wait, you're like fuzzy button I don't know um what's a fuzzy button well I don't know like a, not a happy is that cloud. like when your belly button gets like all the lint from your shirts well, and you I forget to clean not. it out you know that happened to my seven but anyways oh no <laughs> he had a fuzzy button <laughs> it was so cute too luckily it was cute because he's little and you know it was like oh is, my god what is that like, what oh, is baby, in your you, belly are you cleaning your belly button yeah mom yeah i'm like mm. oh no we're not no okay, you're not back to your um i, I see I, now i'm i'm understanding what you're saying though because i think that if i were raised with a very specific perception drilled into me of what and mm -hmm. who God is. And then yeah. you realize as you get older that that is not your cup of tea. So you have a hard time removing that association when others speak about the Lord. Yes. Did I nail it? And in particular... When I think other I'm going to charge you for this session. <laughs> Please do, because you're doing... I was going to say you're doing the work of the Lord. <laughs> but you're doing the work of not a Lord I've ever associated with, but um, you're doing some good work here. Uh, it's Christianity. It's, it's very specifically the Christian God of America. Okay. Um, that I globalize, and I make... I make that God my God from my childhood. And right. I imagine because the people specifically on Instagram that I just know through Instagram are, mm -hmm. these are quality people. Mm -hmm. 
and they're speaking about God. And so then immediately I have this, like I have this aversion to the messaging about God, but not an aversion to that person. And so it creates this, what is that called? Cognitive dissonance inside my head. Yes. So it's hard. It's hard for me. So if you could all just stop talking about God, it would be really helpful. Thank you. No, that's not what I'm asking you to do. do Please continue to be who you are. Thank you. Amen. So you know what you would love to hear my kids pray at dinner time because we don't pray about God. Tell me what it is like at dinner time because growing up, we you Mm -hmm. would pray before every meal. Yeah, when you we're bless all together. The food. Oh, see, we don't do that. Okay, we don't what do you do? Bless our food. Um, okay, it's funny well, the because... Lord blesses it. You can't bless anything. <laughs> You're powerless. powerless. Only the Lord can make your food fit for human consumption. Forget the <laughs> FDA. Prayer at my house does not consist of a focus of God. Prayer huh. at my house consists of. Focusing on what we were, what we are thankful about each person at the table, and those who are not with us anymore, who we love. Oh my god! And we, like, do so you do this every meal? Whenever we're all sitting together, yeah. And wow. it's really cute because Rudy, before he could really talk, he started to do this. Like, say he would say prayer. And you could hear him go through everybody's names, but you couldn't understand what he was saying. But it was really adorable. Because you knew that he was going through everybody and saying, uh, like, something nice about them. You know, we would just, like, we would give thanks. So the other night, my youngest son, he said he wanted to say, and I say prayer. um, Because we're not actually praying to God. We're we're giving thanks for each other. And... um, it's just our opportunity to bring out something that, like, he said um, that he's so grateful for his big brother and that he is so oh kind to him and he shares his toys with him. And, you know, it's just their opportunity to say something kind to one another. Um, oh, my God. That is the kind of prayer that happens at my table. I, I mean, love sometimes, that. every once in a while, you know, it will be a little bit more like traditional praying focus. Like, you know, if grandma is sick, we, we, um, you know, hope that she feels better soon. And, you know, we're, we're praying for her to, to, um, get well, but not, it's not like, um, God or, um, Jesus or Hamid or whoever focused. It's more of like, um, showing, uh, thankfulness yeah so that's what happens at my house and i'm Aww. sure that there's people who will disagree with that and that's perfectly fine well yeah the the god of my childhood would i mean definitely <laughs> i'm sorry to tell you but you're all going to hell so <laughs> don't tell your kids though i feel like it might ruin their weekend right yeah Uh, Also cause irreversible anxiety in them growing up. I share this experience with my husband. He was also raised in the Assemblies of God Church. In fact, we met through his brother, who was a youth pastor at the time. No longer a youth pastor. No longer in the Assemblies of God Church. He's a teacher now. Um, But. Is that common? 
the, is more common. The, the you guys would be the, practice the same. Like, is I don't know. See, I don't know these things. So, Lauren, <laughs> if you are a member of the Assemblies of God, uh-huh. you only date other members of Assemblies of God. Otherwise, oh, and this is very hell. important, you would be, yes, you're going to hell. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're catching on to all the repercussions of oh. not doing exactly what the AG wants you to do. Okay. Yeah. You, if you date a non-Christian or very specifically a non-Pentecostal evangelical Assemblies of God Christian, you oh. are unequally yoked according to Bible standards. Okay. Yeah, it's really bad. So, it's really bad. It's like this relationship no, is no, not going to work. Yeah, you know, it's not going to. God does not smile upon you. No. You can't even get married in the church. Oh. So, and I was still pretty active in the youth group, and I met my husband through his brother, who was pastor, youth pastor. At that time, oh, this sounds he scary. was not. He was not. <laughs> He, my husband, my now husband, was not a member of the church. Oh, okay. Like, had already So you kind were of like been... a rebel. I always liked the bad boys. Oh, my You know, gosh. the ones who go to that Unitarian church down the street. Ooh! Oh, dear Rebels. You. I know. A regular James Dean. He was cute, though. Oh, my gosh. Um, I mean, he still is cute, but. I had no yeah. idea. I mean, see, these are things that because I wasn't raised in or around that, I just I'm mm-hmm. I'm so uh, oblivious to to that. I have no you know, idea. Most people are if you're not in it, okay. and that's just the way that a cult works. <laughs> um. Anyway, moving on, breast cancer and the Lord. Okay. I found some interesting stuff. Okay. On the interwebs. Um, I found this 2010 study mm-hmm. that was conducted among Samoan women in California. Okay. And the funny thing about literature studies is the title usually is very specific. Because uh, it was like concepts of, of, of religion and spirituality among Samoan women it, with breast cancer. And you're wow. like, well, what Mega do specific. I... It, very specific. But the funny thing is... Uh, any really good like literature article cites multiple other literature articles. Uh-huh. And so within a literature article that you're like, well, identify with some of that, mm-hmm. you are really going to find potentially something like more global statements that yeah. apply more widely. Okay. Um, but this was actually done on a, a community of Samoan women living in California. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting because they kind of make this general statement. It's from 2010, so some of the language is a little outdated, like referring to women of color uh, just as minority women, (laughs) which I think we can leave that in 2010. But they did that in 2010? Never mind. I know. It's bad. We're going to move on. It's bad. Qualitative studies have found that minority women uh, see God as a guide and healer, find social and family support through religious practices and use prayer to calm feelings of mental anxiety and unrest. Okay. On the other hand, that's fair. Some studies found that spiritual coping may not provide relief from for all cancer patients, particularly those who sought answers and relief through uh. prayer, but found they had more negative feelings and distress because they could not answer the whys of cancer onset. Mm-hmm. I gotta say that's me. Oh, why? Why me? The you... why? 
Yeah. Because you've kind of, I've kind of put that into two buckets. Like, if you look at it in terms of a god, of like some kind of omnipotent power Mm -hmm. designing the way of things and how things happen, the whole like, you know, you're one of God's toughest soldiers. And so that's why he gave you the hardest. And so so if you if you admit to this idea that God like controls everything, then God gave me cancer. Okay. Thanks, dude. Breastcancer.org has information about the benefits of prayer and spirituality on their website. Yeah, I was surprised. But they have a they have a a website and here's my thing though with them. I'm appreciative of a lot of what breastcancer.org has to offer, but here's Mm. my issue is in um on websites when i'm reading and they say something about an article mm-hmm. like this this talked about a um a uh, a study of 115 women who essentially took a survey about spirituality mm-hmm. um and then they found that high religious religiosity religiosity okay. um like was associated with one. a significant lower level of depression Okay. My issue, though, is when you say that, when you refer to a specific study uh-huh. and you don't cite it Ooh. or you don't hyperlink to the study, yeah. I find that that's an issue. Yeah. And you will you will know from our show notes that anytime I'm talking about a study that I've read or referencing it, there is a hyperlink in our show notes because yeah. I bring receipts. Yeah, you do. And I, it and bothers me when people... Receipt. And I keep those receipts. It bothers me when people don't leave receipts, especially yeah. when you're a dot org. So yeah. breastcancer.org, if hey you're guys. listening, please rectify this situation. Mm-hmm. Please hyperlink or footnote or cite your sources because inquiring minds want to then go to that literature article and right. read it for ourselves. Yeah. And maybe that's just me, but no, I, that's I a imagine very good people point. too. That's a very good so, point. So they there's this one study, maybe, I don't really know, that links um, ba- essentially being religious with lower levels of depression. There's another study, 84 women. It was conducted in Texas, oddly enough. They were all diagnosed with breast cancer. They completed questionnaires about their spirituality and then, like, their psychological response to breast cancer. Mm-hmm. The results showed that prayer was associated with improved psychological well-being. Really? Now, again, I don't know about this study. I don't know how it was designed. I can't really speak to the validity of it. And also, 84 people is kind of a low number when you're yeah. talking about a qualitative study right. with a questionnaire. But it's not nothing. Mm-hmm. I don't think breastcancer.org is making this shit up. No. And, and you know, it's funny. Now that you are talking about this, mm-hmm. it um, and this particular patient did not have breast cancer, but I very specifically remember um, a couple who, when I was going um, through my chemo treatments and sitting in the infusion for a long time, and yeah. uh, one of the guys that I was always telling jokes to, he was really, really sick, but he was so jolly and funny and always laughing. And yeah. he told me um, his name was Randy. And I said, Randy. Oh, Randy. How could you? You are so happy. And he said, you know what? 
he said that he has lived a happy life and that mm. he's accepted that, you know, his cancer will eventually take his life. And, and he's accept, found that acceptance. And, and that was it. Like, that's how he got his happy. And I was mm. like, whoa, that's deep, man. Mm. And it was like, so refreshing, you know, because um, there's a lot of solemnness in uh, chemo treatments and people yeah. being sick and, you know, a lot of worry with all of that. But it was so refreshing because he was just so jolly. Um, and he did pass um, about two years ago. Oh, yeah. Randy. Yeah. Is that what it is, though? Is it this permission almost to take everything that you otherwise would be worried about and like place it in in the hands of like a higher power of of to like to believe that everything happens for a reason to believe that your prayers are heard and matter and that they're going somewhere instead of nowhere and that you're part of something bigger than yourself like is that the beginning and end of the benefit of religion, of, of God, of the Lord. I'm not going to try and answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Is that less stressful than I, believing I, life is chaos and there's nothing out there? Uh, I don't know. I don't either. Um, going through any sort of cancer has a lot to do with um, grief and people often put uh, religion as a way to help um, recover from grief is that a word is that what I'm saying yeah sure recover? that's a, totally a thing recover right? um, cope or process mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. all those good things yeah yep all those things yeah I think that that's um, and I also think that for those who are not going through cancer, because they can relate to religion and prayer, that they can participate and that makes others happy, which is something that we mm. have talked about before on our show, that oftentimes a lot of going through cancer treatment is not just the person going through it, is those friends, family members, and those who are close yes. to that person. Yes. And they are trying to cope too. They don't know yes. how to help. And I truly believe that this um, participation that they can do, they, they can pray for you, is something that they feel that they are contributing to, actively contributing to. So it makes them happy, makes the person who is being prayed for feel um like an emotion of receiving something not for everyone but for some um mm -hmm. you know even non-religious people i mean i'd have some people tell me like that they were praying for me i thought that was very kind you know not yes. a religious person but i thought it was you know, very kind because positive vibes are good right i think they're good if they're genuine right. and that's oh, yeah. i mean 
And that's implied when you say that, of course. Mm-hmm. I had people of Christian faith praying for me. I had people of Jewish faith praying for me. I have one who I am sorry to say I do not my, you know, American Midwestern brain does not recognize what religion they are. Uh, and I don't ask because it's none of my beeswax. But she told me that every time she goes to pray to the prophets, she brings an offering for me. Aww. And she prays for my health. Like, to this day, she still does that. Wow. And like, that that's just, moving. like, the how genuine that is yeah just like that is so that's so special to me and like that that's the kind of like religion god stuff i can get behind yeah that takes real effort yes it's just when it's i don't know when it's like given just the love part of it i don't have a problem with the the people Mm -hmm. so like when they're just saying like god loves you and i'm praying for you and stuff like that I don't have a problem with that. I think when I start to have a problem, and this, again, is probably having to do with projection on my part, mm-hmm. uh, some of it, is when people are, like, dismissing the hardship that they're going through as God's plan. When oh. people are saying, okay, yeah. you know, yeah, this was handed to me because of my ability to, because because of my toughness, to cope this is something or be able to, to right. Yes, to be able to mm-hmm. cope with the unfathomable trauma of a cancer diagnosis, the ongoing trauma. The it's just. I also, and this is a separate thing, cannot cope with people who use religion to enact violence against others, either physical violence mm. or mental violence or cultural violence, which, and we'll get into this a little bit, I think per, more pervasive than any other religion is evangelicals right now in America. Really? White evangelicals specifically. Oh, yeah. And I, I brought the receipts for that. Oh, too. I just don't know enough about about that to, to be able to speak to it, you know, and really Good. understand. I'll do all the speaking, and I just want you to gasp in disbelief. Oh, no. Because that's the appropriate response. Um, okay. Breastcancer.org has another study of 112 women. These women had metastatic breast cancer, and mm-hmm. they looked at the relationship between their immune system Okay. And spirituality. So this actually had some labs attached to it. Yeah. This is, there is some very interesting literature out there. So this one found an association between having high levels of, um, I believe, white blood cells. Yes, white blood cells. High white blood cell count. And being highly religious. Or identifying as someone who is very religious. I know. Um, but the problem is the study didn't do, and again, they didn't link the study, so I couldn't really look at methodology or anything. And they do note that the study didn't do any follow-up. So it's impossible to know if the higher cell counts had any effect on the women's recovery or mortality or, or things Did like that. Did they just have new lasta? I know, right? <laughs> like, there are so many. That's why you read the studies. Like, that's that's why you link the studies. I mean, I but new lasta. The- <laughs> I love you, Nalessa. You make me feel good. 
Um, <laughs> speaking of, my ANC man is riding just under normal. Just what? under normal. It will not get up there. Same with my platelets. Because you're I'm so riding fancy. at like 104. I know. You're so fancy. I know. I'm so you're neat. Fancy. My body is so temperamental. Yeah. Um, it's like, I'm too good for that normal stuff. Yeah. I want to be just like a little bit. Um, I think I'll have a little bit of a lower <laughs> white blood cell count because maybe then I can like become ill in a very Victorian era way where I'm Ooh. just kind of on a on a chaise mm -hmm. a lot of the time, you know, in a in a in a robe and a coverlet, very and drapey one. Food and and drinks are brought to me because I can't I can't possibly get up. Oh, bring me my smelling salts. Yes, this is. My immune system thinks that I am a Victorian era woman of means. I, I don't know how to break it to to it that I'm like busting my ass on the daily. But um, one. So that's all kind of research light. One mm. article really got me shaken. Uh oh. Yeah, it shook me. I believe is what the kids say. It shooketh me. That's how. That's how shaketh I become. Um, it's a 2016 mm -hmm. literature article um, that was uh, published in JAMA, which is a good place to go. Okay. Um, it's a survey-based study, and they, sur they the time period that they surveyed these participants was between 1992 and 2012. So already you've got a really good range under which wow, these people broad. were monitored. I know. This is like, really I'm telling broad. you. And the article, guess what the um, the population, like the number of participants was? Was it over 500? 74,000. Oh, 74,534. That, that is a study. Wow, over that, that is a population. Yes. Wow. Is that so get this. How hard must that have been to... But, I mean, okay. It's research. That is what research is. So we're not talking about 84 uh, participants. Not we're controlled. not talking about 112 participants in Texas. This is... And now, it was a survey approach. So so the, the design, because I was able to actually read the article, yeah. it was survey-based. So this is self-reported. Okay. But okay. then also... They brought in some actual, um, they did monitor different aspects of health. So okay. this was just an overall study. This did not they, have specifically to do with breast cancer. They monitored yes. health? How did they do so that? So they self-reported certain aspects of health. So the okay. two things that they were monitoring was, so they, they took a, a population of 74,000 about, wow. a little over 74,000. And at baseline, no mm -hmm. cardiac disease, no um, cancers. Okay. So that was the baseline and the elimination criteria, basically. Okay. And then they just followed them throughout the years. And they had them self-report how often they went to church. They're like different aspects that would be labeled as like spirituality or religios religiosity. Why can't I say that word? I don't know. That's a really fancy one. It is. It mm -hmm. almost sounds like my name. Religiosalyn. <laughs> that's that going to be my next podcast where we just talk about God. Is that a religion? Religiosalin? Yeah. <sighs> Maybe that's my church. Religiosalin. 
<laughs> Come worship at the altar of me. That's called um that that's that's called false idols and that's also a thing okay. you go to hell for. Just so okay. you know oh. in case you were keeping track as we were taught as children. I have heard the word false idol before, but I think it was yeah. on Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Which is Maybe a great not. place to get a lot of your like faith guidance from. Um okay. Oh the, no, the, it was Nacho Libre. It was Nacho Libre. Nacho Easily Libre. confused. Obviously. Um, so here's what this study found. This huge okay. study over a long period of time. Yeah. Some of these like uh, findings were, again, they shooketh me. Um, <laughs> frequent attendance at religious services was associated with significantly lower risk of all-cause cardiovascular and cancer mortality among women. What? People who went to church a lot, mm -hmm. for some reason, died less of cancer and cardiovascular disease. All like, things being equal. Women wow. especially. Religion and spirituality may be an underappreciated resource that physicians could explore with their patients as appropriate. So, okay. Here I feel like we need to revisit the concepts of correlation and causation. Okay. Attending church a lot is correlated in this study mm -hmm. with a lower rate of mortality in women for cardiovascular events and cancer. We do not know what the cause is. And so, to find like causality, you really have to look at like what's happening when they go, you know, because it's just correlation now for some reason. Right. But they found depressive symptoms, smoking, social support, and optimism were potentially important mediators. Although the overall proportion of the association between attendance at religious services and mortality was moderate, it was explained by a few elements. So for, for one, the study found that people, this is, again, correlation causation, people who attend church consistently mm -hmm. are about 23% less likely to be smokers. Really? We know that smoking is one of the leading causes of cancer. Right. And so part And you'll go to hell that, if you're a smoker. And you will also go straight to hell. Okay. Guaranteed damnation. Okay. Uh, yeah. Burning in a lake of fire forever. So that's not good. Um, also, the idea, the concept of social support, having a support network, is, is well studied mm -hmm. and does show a high correlation for better outcomes. Like we know that when you have a supportive social network, True. your outcomes in healthcare and in most other areas of your life are going to be better. True. So it's not necessarily that a direct line exists from lower mortality uh -huh. to religion. It's mm. that the institution of religion, the practice of going to church mm -hmm. and church is defined in various ways in the study. It's not a specific church. Right. It's not a specific religion. Is associated with lower levels of depressive symptoms. Is 
associated with lower um, rates of smoking, higher social support. Interesting. And those things in turn potentially are causational in terms of lower mortality rates in these two specific areas, cancer and cardiovascular disease. Super interesting. I don't, I don't remember how they measured optimism. Yeah, I was just going to say how. But optimism accounted for about a 9% decrease. Okay. In mortality. So essentially, the Lord makes you live longer? <laughs> like that you said that like a question. <laughs> Alex, is that the answer? <laughs> I'll take results of a journal study that I did not anticipate for 500, please. <laughs> um, I, I am contemplating church going for the first time in like 10 years what because not really okay don't get your hopes up mom um it's just very surprising that entire study is very surprising to me so a little breast service announcement um we're focusing on faith and god and religion in this episode um but it's important to note that this means very different things to different people so if god and your faith are important to you then get it you get that faith get that god action we're totally behind you um also important to note is that just because you belong to the dominant religion as defined by your geographical space does not mean your particular faith is more important than someone else's judaism hinduism muslimism catholicism christianityism buddhism you're not better not any one of you wait 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 what about the one you made up oh religiolosalin I mean, that one clearly is better because I am the deity in that system. And you're so um, pretty. And I'm so pretty. You are so pretty. Look how pretty I am. You are really pretty. <sighs> yeah, thank you. Um, also, just because a subset of any one religion practices an extreme version of that religion does not mean the majority of those that practice that same religion can be unilaterally characterized by that display of extremism. I think we all know what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Violence in the name of religion has a long and sordid history. It is always wrong and mm -hmm. it exists in every religion. See. So back the fuck up. Uh, breast cancer is boring and it's affiliates. So basically Lauren and I. <laughs> Support the right us. to worship whatever you want. Yes, we be do. Be that the biblical Jesus or the Jewish Yahweh or the Muslim Allah or the Hindu Brahma, Vishnu, Shiva, or the oatmeal's gibbers craps. Do you know gibbers craps? I don't, but I support Has anyone you. told you the good news about gibbers craps? I haven't. And asked you to invite gibbers craps into your heart to be your Lord and Savior? I have not. Had He's a that celestial pleasure. lobster. And if you haven't, absolutely. You guys, okay, listen. I need to I'm being serious this. now. Is this I'm being real? so serious. If you're listening to this right now, stop listening and go and Google immediately. Go Google. The Oatmeal Gibbers Crabst. It is a 14-minute-ish video. It is beyond hysterical. It's, it's medicine, honestly. 
Uh, we do not support beliefs that invalidate one's personhood, be they anti-gay, anti-trans, anti-non-binary, anti-black, brown, Asian, Latinx, indigenous, or other persons of color rhetoric. We believe these individual people and these individual people alone have the right to make decisions about their own bodies and anything contained on or therein, and that the only other individual who may need to weigh in is their trusted physician and definitely not a rando cishet white male. Well, it is our position statement, so it, I'm glad you agree. I feel very... I just kind of threw your name in there. No, I, I'm, <laughs> I like that assumption. I do, because... Um, I just assume you're a quality person um, who loves people. Your parents are doing something right, man. Love story for the ages. I want that in a movie. Um, they're divorced. <laughs> so what? It can still be an amazing love story. Right. Just because it ends in divorce mm -hmm. does not invalidate okay. the amazingness of that love. Okay. I reject the notion. All right. I reject that notion. And now back to the episode. Woo! <laughs> on a very different note, mm -hmm. I also linked to a story on the Assemblies of God website about a woman who was healed of her stage four cancer by the Lord. So. No. If you're a very, very good Christian, the Lord will take your cancer away. Which really begs the question, <laughs> why isn't he healing the other people? Yeah. yeah. What is this plan? And also, if we can just talk about the plan of the Lord for a moment. <laughs> so you're telling me there's this figure who knows everything and has a plan and part of that plan is to riddle certain people with a very painful emotionally exhausting and life-altering traumatic event of cancer and then just for fun what about children he randomly heals people of it that seemed bizarre to believe and to your point that I interrupted you making, we're not talking about adult persons here. Mm -hmm. We're talking across the lifespan. We're talking about fucking children. They're, they're the innocent ones. But imagine, imagine doing horrible things. Like just afflicting people with disease and like allowing genocide, um, allowing cancer, allowing like all this stuff, allowing Trump and... When questioned, you're like, hey, it's all a part of the plan. Don't worry about it. And then people being like, oh, the plan. Right. Where are we going with said plan? What a <laughs> this what kind of a pass is that? <laughs> I'm sorry, Lord. I'm gonna need a little more information from you. <laughs> I'm not. I don't accept that as an answer. That's my problem. That's my problem. I don't think that that's a problem. Maybe not. No. But apparently, by not going to church, I am missing out on a decrease <laughs> in mortality rate from cancer and okay. cardiovascular disease. But like you said, what does the word church mean? Exactly. And if you go to church right now, you might get COVID. 
<laughs> yeah, and then you're just going to die. I bet that research study didn't uh, factor in a pandemic. Right. Aha! Gotcha! <laughs> no. I. You know what? I'm still not down. I'm still not down no. with church, and I will tell you why. Okay. And again... <laughs> I was going to say... I'm no, you have not converted me. Nice try, Lauren. I know. No, that's very much not what you're trying to do. But here's, again, I'm going to very specifically speak to those white Christian assemblies of God evangelicals because this is a problem. This is a problem in breast cancer. This is a problem in America because they are this pervasive majority and their message is damaging the receipts you ready for this this is from the assemblies of god website okay which i have never visited by the way triggered by the way me triggered okay gathering this ready um these are just some position statements homosexuality is a sin that's their right. first one. So right. this, of, of course, includes trans and, and non-binary and all really non-gender conforming. The, the very you-ness of you is a sin. Can you imagine that no, that's being applied to yourself? Yeah. If you want to get really angry about this mm-hmm. um, or things kind of like around this, um, just check out their page on transgenderism, something they call transgenderism. Not only do they persist in using the term transsexual, which is an outdated and derogatory term for a transgender person, but they essentially blame the high rates of suicide among transgender individuals on an underlying (gasps) mental health condition that is contributing to the idea that their gender does not match their assigned at birth gender. Yes. Why Blaming people, the victim of a cultural. Why? It's it's infuriating. That's it's honestly it's victim shaming. It's victim blaming. It's it's just because it's they're not awful. comfortable with it. Oh, I'm sorry. It makes you uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And again, this is a website and I'm not lumping in the AG website with breastcancer.org, by the way. Mm-hmm. But this is to my point of they note like different like um, studies or science and that no footnotes, no hyperlinks, no like this study. I mean, at least breastcancer.org, they were clearly citing something that exists or they're very elaborate liars because they talked about <laughs> where it was from, how many participants, what the study was. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like they're doing a level of due diligence. Right. Nothing from these people. Okay. Nothing. Um, abortion is an evil affliction against millions of babies. And guess whose fault it is? Oh, I don't know. I don't know if women. I want know. Women. Oh, it's our yeah, fault. they they go on to shame women for practicing sexual freedom that is often the precursor to abortion. So not only are you promiscuous, but you're also a murderer. Um, <laughs> and then what's really funny <laughs> about this, though, going back to their page on transgenderism, is there's a line in there where they're like very... Um, Suddenly, they're advocates of these people's bodies. What? And they're saying, they bemoan the fact that a gender transition 
that in 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 the context of a gender transition, the body does not have the vote is what it says. So so there's really committed to the idea of this body being a, you know, wait a minute, being autonomous and, and separate of the person who is the owner of the body. And I find that that's a very consistent message in considering their stance on abortion. What? Wait, I know. So I can't confused. even. Wait. Wait. Mm-hmm. They're talking about that your body doesn't have a choice because it's attached to your head. <laughs> is that what it is? Is that I don't it? know. I don't um, know. This is very concerning and very confusing. It's very concerning. It's very confusing. Um, to their credit, they do say racism is bad. Oh, because I looked into it. They do say that racism is bad. It's very bad. So that's good. But it is worth knowing that according to the Pew Research Group, okay, um, only one percent of the Assemblies of God participants between the ages of 30 and 49 are black only four percent between the ages of 50 to 64 identify as black and only two percent of those over 65 identify as black 30 to 49 year olds one percent identify as black in the assemblies of god church that's there is something wrong There's something wrong. There's something systemically deeply, deeply wrong with that. And I can tell you anecdotally, again, this was just my experience growing up. Um, yeah, that tracks. I'll just say that is absolutely 100 goddamn percent consistent with thoughts around race and in particular the black community. In the messaging I received growing up. Really? A lot of which I'm having to unravel in my adulthood. So, happy to do it, but really wasn't really given any. Also, okay, if so when that... You, so when you mentioned previously, like, garbage mm. things, mm-hmm. you know, I really don't know if I understood the depth <laughs> of that. So I was like, man, Jocelyn, it... you're really being really hard on yourself. No. Um, yeah, no, I really... it goes deep. Okay. It I'm, goes deep. It goes like I kind of feel deep. bad for those who are um Okay. I do too. Mm-hmm. I feel bad for young Jocelyn who right just wanted to be a good Christian girl and wanted to go to heaven and wanted all her friends to go to heaven too. Sure. And felt shame around her body, um, completely closed off any sexual urges she might have because she didn't want to go to hell, um, was not taught, somehow missed the memo about my body belonging to me because apparently it that's attached not... attached to your head, Jocelyn. Apparently it is a separate <laughs> entity that requires the governance of older cisgendered heterosexual white males. You know, that's the part I'm kind of not uh, it's not attached not really into. It's not attached to your body anymore. Yeah, it's just like a 
it's not a like thing. you um, have control over your own. No. Jeez. No. I mean, what are you thinking? What, uh, what would I, what would I even know what to do with my body? Um, I'm also not cool with, uh, on the AG website. So, so get this. Oh God. I don't know. I'm just going on a tangent now, but praise for the peaceful transfer of power in 2017, which of course was the beginning of the Trump administration. Prayers for Trump on inauguration day. Praises for the Trump executive order protecting religious freedoms, which of course was nothing but a hit to the gay community, the LGBTQ plus community and anyone who's not consistent with an evangelical faith based mindset um interestingly enough on this same website which is up to date by the way there is no biden praise for the transfer of power for a peaceful transfer of power because i guess there wasn't but they weren't going to blame trump for that no prayers for biden not a single story on that no praise for any of the many executive orders biden signed in his first weeks in office hmm Hmm. evangelicals religious not not political it's absolutely political. Oh. Evangelicals love Trump. And I got the hyperlink mm-hmm. in the show notes to prove it. These are not my people. Hmm. These are hmm. not my people. And if that doesn't sway you, get this. Evangelicals? No alcohol. <gasps> what? What? Forbidden. Oh my gosh, you're such a sinner. Yep. So I'm even gonna go as I'm I'm gonna go as bold as saying I have to attend a meeting for work every morning and before the meeting they ask if anyone wants to share a prayer or a what they call reflection. Uh, and often the reflections are my favorite. Yeah, nobody not ever does favorite, that, by the way. Um, but yeah. oftentimes it is a very specific prayer that I think other people know. And I just look around I'm like, I What is it? Very, do you remember I, it? No, of course not. I mean, they do all <laughs> different ones. I mean I'm like it just surprises me sometimes mm. in twenty twenty one that we have that kind of thing. And I I'm not offended. Um, but I, I'm surprised that that's still a thing at work. Yeah. Um, but okay. It makes me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It makes me uncomfortable because I find it exclusionary. I find mm-hmm. it, there is a certain assumption being made there mm-hmm. that Christianity, as we recognize it in America and especially in white America, that that is the default. And that is, is it because wrong? it's the default, everyone should defer to it and mm. be comfortable with it. Is is it wrong that I have um, before been very tempted to be like, um, excuse me, sorry for interrupting. <laughs> um, I don't know if I'm speaking for anyone else other than myself, but this is just <laughs> awkward. This is really awkward for me. <laughs> I... I know. I thought it was because I work at a Catholic organization, but like apparently, and I do not. They pray before sporting events. They Mm. pray before it is the assumed default. I mean, I think before sporting event events to like wish for everyone's health and being safe during their, you know, event. Taking a moment to center ourselves and focus on the intention, like 
great, fine. But it's not that. No, it's, it's not. praying to God. Yeah. And it is very clearly the God of right. American Christianity. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it is not. We are Awkward. not praying to. <laughs> Awkward. Oh my god. Awkward. <laughs> that guy gave me cancer. <laughs> Rude. Why do we have to talk about him? Oh, oh my god. And is it is it even a him? That guy's like really messed up. Is it a him? I mean, Maybe. all the restrictive nature and the homophobia really does point towards a him. Um what if it's a however, transgender? we should all be so that lucky. would be the icing on the i would just that would like bring me so much joy Absolutely. if that were like actually the thing i mean if I'm people just... would just embrace the fact that jesus was a brown guy right totally I mean, come on get totally. out of here with yeah. that yeah white guy on a cross yeah that's probably not that true. is not what jesus looks probably like. not in what reality <laughs> Well, in the reality that was created by the evangelical he, he church, he probably looked very, very much like the the um, Hebrew and Islam people from that area look like. Clearly, I mean, yeah, probably. There, it goes so deep, and there's so much wrong with it. <laughs> These are our opinions, okay? Just saying, we're just um, look. In case you haven't caught on, I take this God shit, like, really personally. And there's a couple reasons for that. And the first one, and this is a big one. When I was a nurse, I mean, I'm still a nurse, but, like, when I was an ICU nurse, like, taking care of patients. Yeah. I remember a time, and this happened multiple times, but one time sticks out to me. The whole damn day, I was saving this motherfucker's life, okay, all day long. I am hanging drips. I am titrating. I am slamming in blood product. I am cleaning that trach. I am making sure that all this shit's happening. Bringing this person back from the brink. Sweating. The family shows up. Because back then your family could come see you in the hospital. Right. I'm sweating. And I look at them. And they look at me. And they're like, is he okay? And I said, he made it. He made it. And they say, thank you, God. Thank you, God? I'm sorry. Was God in here spiking Levo and titrating that drip so that that map stayed above 65 all day? I'm sorry. Did God slide in here and clean up the four, the four liquid bowel movements that your family member had during the past 12 hour shift? Excuse me. Did the Lord come in here? And suction that trach and brush those teeth? No. I did that. The Lord has been taking credit for my hard work for a long fucking time, and it ends now. It ends now. If Thank I beat you, breast cancer, Jocelyn. that's me. That's me. That's Jocelyn. That's religiolocelyn. <laughs> I'm starting it now. I've decided. I'm putting my foot down. It's religion a religion now. I'm going to register it. I'm not paying taxes on it. And you owe me 10% of your paycheck. Just for recording with me. Just for knowing me. I can take Venmo. I also have Apple Pay. 
I'm just saying, I get super triggered by this God stuff. And I know that it's like me. I know it's me. But also, it's these people out there. And I mean, I'm specifically talking about white evangelicals. Mm -hmm. That's really your trigger. That is my trigger. They hate people that I care about just because of who they are, like their personhood. Mm-hmm. And I just don't understand why that's okay Yeah, to do. I don't understand why that's okay to do. Right. So it's important I, to spread the love and, and remove the hate. Mm-hmm. Honestly, honestly, know, I think that um, aside from a religion, I think that that's a very good way to practice just living your life. Um, <laughs> really, in general, I I had a a specific situation happen even really recently where I've had um, someone try to not try, but really like throw me under the bus. Where, um, and it was so funny because somebody came up to me and said, aren't you upset about that? And I said, no, Hmm. I'm not. And they said, how could you not be upset? And I said, because in my heart, I know that I did the very best that I could. And I've given everything that I could. And I'm satisfied with my effort. So I'm not mad. What? I know. Isn't that crazy? How like do you that, do that? I don't know. It happened <laughs> recently. <laughs> You're the person. You're the person that so is going weird. to have a decreased mortality rate from cardiovascular <laughs> and cancer death because you have, you're able to just let it go, I think, is probably the the term yeah. for it. Yeah. I hold on to this shit, man. I cradle it. I nurture it. I nurture this rage that I have for people who come in at people I care about. I feel, and I care about me the most of all. So most of the time I'm just talking about them coming at me. I feel sad for those people who have not um, had the opportunity, you know, that, that had the decision about how they're supposed to feel about others made for them. I feel sad for those people because they didn't choose for themselves. They were taught by someone else to, to think that way or treat others that way or, and that, um, and I, I feel sad for them because Mm. they didn't have the opportunity to decide for themselves because that decision was made for them. Now, they can go back, like, as they, if they are willing to, you know, change their thought or, or learn or expand their thinking, but that's hard to do, especially for those who not only were raised that way, but also are surrounded by a community that's like that. I think that yeah. that's incredibly difficult. It's and incredibly difficult. Yeah, really. I, I, I truly believe There's that. There's a... For the evangelical church, people leaving the evangelical church, mm-hmm. it's such a shared, difficult experience. There's a term for it. Really? Um, yes. And I was just oriented to this term like months ago. 
and it's called Exvangelical. Okay. If you're an Exvangelical, and it's there's this movement. It was kind of just coined in like uh, 2016, mm-hmm. but an Exvangelical is someone who used to be associated with the Evangelical Church and mm-hmm. has since left, and okay. has left for a different religion or no religion. And there's a wow. podcast, um, called Exvangelical. That, wow. Yeah, and. I relate so hard. This guy grew up like right near where I grew up as well. Really? And yes, I know I could like identify with some of his references. I mean, again, it's an entirely different language. The wording, the, the music, Mm -hmm. there's a huge like evangelical music, music subculture that like, if you know who DC talk is, if you know, audio adrenaline, you know, like, what album was controversial for Audio Adrenaline and, like, if you were allowed to listen to it after that album or not because they went secular. Like, Stephen Curtis Chapman, Carmen. Oh, I mean, he was a little... I was, like, right after the big Carmen phase. And I don't mean the opera. I mean the guy, Carmen. And if you don't know... Like, if this does not register, then just, like, count yourself lucky. Really? But girl, like, I sang in the church band. I had a microphone. Oh. I there are there are national competitions specific to the Assemblies of God Church. Really, I competed on the piano. I competed in Human Video, which Human Video is like a live acting out of a a, a Christian song. Essentially, it's choreographed. It is amazing that this group of people is so anti-gay because everything they do is so gay. (laughs) So fabulously gay. You get to sing on stage. You get to choreograph and like, I mean, there was a part of it that was so great as, as an artistic and creative outlet for me and as a way to like build leadership abilities it's just so unfortunate that it happened in that environment there's so much wrong about it that I can't even like get into because it's just so far off the beaten path and we're already off the beaten path of like breast cancer sorry guys we haven't really (laughs) talked about that much this episode but uh... yeah I could talk about this for a while it is a deep 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 well again many 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 pieces of luggage on this trip wow chock full but we don't have time for this so (laughs) in conclusion in conclusion you can believe whatever you want Mm -hmm. you can literally that's fine if you believe let's just take a hot button issue if you believe abortion is wrong I support you in your personal belief that that is not a choice you would make for yourself. Go for it. I don't even care why you believe that. Mm -hmm. What I will not support is you making that decision for other bodies that are not your body. Right. You don't get to do that. Nope. You don't get to do that. You don't get to take marriage away from people just because their love and relationship doesn't look like your love and relationship. You don't get to do that. No. That seems crazy. You don't get to do that. It is. Mm -hmm. It is. So (laughs) leave the people I love alone. 
and <laughs> live your own goddamn life <laughs> or God loving life. Yeah. I think goddamn is also something I'm going to go to hell for. Oh. But anyway, right. trying to wrap this up. <laughs> Please just understand that you can be raised in a garbage environment and be a garbage person and slowly but surely work your way out of that. And you can be an ex-evangelical like me. And there are many, many, many of us. And you don't have to be alone in that. And if you do go to church and you love the Lord, good for you. Because apparently you're going to live longer than all of us. It right. is apparently supported by the literature. Very good for you. So well done. Mm -hmm. You are not bound by my own triggers and my projection <laughs> onto you. Um, so you keep talking about God. You keep saying that there's a plan. You keep giving him the credit for all of your hard work. If that's your thing, I disagree, but you get to do it. And that's the mm -hmm. beauty of it. Yep. And remember, you can find us on Instagram at Breast Cancer is Boring. And please, if you listen to the show and you really, really like it, like five star like it, please leave a five star review and a comment telling us how great we are. If you don't like it, maybe just that's not worth your effort. You know, you don't want to leave a review. You probably just want to just forget that you were ever here and, you know, move on to something else. Uh, let know what you like. Yeah, just go with what you like. Uh, that's all I've got. Good night. That was good.